You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome again to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch. I am the Connections Pastor here at Kingsway. We're doing something really fun the next five weeks. We're going to walk along with Pastor Matt in the Lazarus Life book. And so we will talk about what he just talked about on Sunday. And we will also dive into the chapters that correspond to what he talked about. So kicked off the series this past Sunday and really delved into chapters one and two. And so if you have your Lazarus Life book, feel free to pull that out. We might reference page numbers. Uh, If you're just listening along, uh, this will be a nice little Cliff Notes version for you. So if you're going to to Life Group or meeting with some folks, uh, you can... Act like you've read the book, just like I did all throughout high school, and and you'll sound very smart. <laughs> there we go. We caught that joke. Okay. <laughs> but we're, we really, and co- well, college, I didn't buy the book, so. Oh, yeah, I guess I was true. still acting. Good point. So that's my wife, Leah Lynch, down there that is Busted. bringing bringing insight to, to my life and to your minds, and so we welcome you. She's the students coordinator here at Kingsway, and it, it's funny, um, Leah was on with uh, Brooke Gensel. And I introduced Leah as my wife and Brooke is not my wife. And Travis and Shelby Baugh loved that. And so I think in honor of Travis and Shelby, because they listened to 17 consecutive podcasts on their way back from somewhere out west, we're going to say, I'd like to introduce my wife, Leah, and not my wife, Danielle Smalley, the director of experience here today to talk about the Lazarus life. So those are all out of the way now. And let's dive in. What'd you guys think? Week, week one of the sermon and chapters one and two. Is there any initial things, Danielle, that really just grabbed you, jumped out at you, and you said, wow, that was worth this whole series? Um, it's so funny. We, I actually had the benefit of Life Group last night, and we were talking, and one of the things with this story is the depth of the, the transformation piece that I don't think until reading through some of this book mm-hmm. that I really understood the spirit spiritual component of this like it was always just oh it's just another miracle that that Jesus performed bringing someone back to life and he was really sad because this guy meant a lot to him he was a really good friend and people were upset that he didn't do it faster but it was and I'm saying just another miracle like it's something like it's nothing (laughs) but because you know it but it is I mean I know it's something but I didn't I don't think I got the whole transformation Mm. element that is a part of this yeah I would agree like I don't think I've ever looked at that story from that lens. Mm-hmm. It's always, like you said, it's always been this really cool miracle that um, Jesus brought somebody back to, to life. Right. And um, yes, there was that element of, you know, not doing it fast enough, but right. yeah, it was, it's really cool. The whole transformational thing. Um, and that was actually one of the first things that stuck out to me in chapter one. And for you, Andy, I will say it's on page 25. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> turning. I did read everybody. I promise. But it's really, it's Mm -hmm. that first, first paragraph on page 25. And it's the whole paragraph where it says the story of Lazarus invites us into the truth that transformation does not begin with earning love. Mm. Transformation does not depend on our efforts to make it happen. Transformation begins when you are loved. This is what happened to Lazarus. Earthly flesh and blood can never speak this kind of deep love to our hearts. Only the voice of love will do. Only love transforms, not power, not coercion, not programs, not tips and techniques, only love and only the love of God. That really goes Mm -hmm. along with another book I'm reading on prayer. And and the idea is 
we don't initiate prayer. God initiates prayer and he's Hmm. just waiting for us. Like he's there. He's already spoken through his word and through the spirit and he is ready to respond and he's just waiting for us. Yeah. And, and that's, that's transformation. He's waiting to transform us. We just, it's, it's our white flag, like from the men's retreat time for me to surrender. Take it, God. Well, this idea, as you're saying, he's waiting for us, but you know, as you get into chapter two and I felt like this is a lot of, um, where kind of Matt sat for a little bit was this idea of, of we have to be in, okay in the waiting ourselves. Yeah, right. Like not only is, is Jesus waiting for us to come to him, but it's really not just asking him to show up when we want him to show up. That's right. not what he's waiting for. And that's hard. Cause I just yes. would be like, but I, but I know what I want and I want this thing. And, but and, you, why are you not giving me this thing? I'm, I don't understand. Right. I don't get it. I yeah. need it now. Yeah. It, it's so hard to, it is so hard to wait because we are so conditioned to get everything mm-hmm. right when we want it. Um, and to, I mean, we're conditioned to want things yesterday. Mm. <laughs> and, um, but there's this, yeah, I don't know. Like as I'm in my own journey, looking at this idea of waiting and realizing that some of the healing that I'm experiencing right now is because God has had me in this season of waiting up until this point Mm. because I wasn't ready to experience what needed to be experienced in order for God to get the glory that he's going to get out of that process. I, I, I read this to you, Leah, when I wrote it, read it the first time, but it's on page 36 and it said, waiting on Jesus is not a passive act. And as a, as a doer, I was like, yes, I can get behind this. I don't want to just sit there and wait. So then I continued to read, and it's a, a Henry <laughs> Nowen quote, uh, but he said, the secret of waiting is the faith that the seed has been planted, that something has begun. Active waiting means to be present fully to the moment. And we'll stop there. There's more to it, but the idea that we can wait on God we can trust that he's going to come through right at the right time, but it doesn't mean we're doing nothing. It means we're participating in, in the waiting. We are growing as we wait. Later on, it says, as we wait, we relinquish control, surrender our wills, give up our false hopes, and realize if anything's going to happen at all, it will have to be God's doing. And so while we sit there waiting, instead of using our energy to cry out, where are you, God? We say, I know you're coming, God, and I'm waiting on you, and I'm, I need this time, like you said, Leah, to surrender my will, to realize that I mm-hmm. need you, and that waiting, as Pastor Matt said, is not wasted. Yeah. It's in, later in that same chapter, um, the author talks about the two Greek meanings of the word time, mm-hmm. chronos, yeah. and is it kairos? Yeah, kairos? I think something like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think I knew that before reading that, you know, this part of the book either, but you know, Kronos being kind of more our time chronological, um, and Kairos being more the appointed time in the purpose of God. And, you know, everything is on God's time and the perspective of God is very, very different. Um, I mean, I think of, and they, they mentioned it in the chapter, but like, do you think that Jesus wasn't there storming in, um, at the world trade center? When the towers are, I mean, think mm-hmm. of nine eleven or right. any, you know, the bombing before that, um, or today in today's world, you know, we're living through watching 
what's happening in Ukraine? Mm. And do I really think Jesus isn't there? And I don't, and the answer is no, but man, is he like, but where is he? Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's hard to see in the waiting. Yeah. I, to go, to go along with it on page 41, I highlighted, um, the sentence that says, or yeah, it's just one sentence. <laughs> Transformation is slow, mm-hmm. not because God does not love us, but because God has greater purposes in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's really good. It's also really hard mm-hmm. um, because in relation to things like you just mentioned, like what's going on in the world right now and, you know, how can, how can waiting, how can making this prolong be a good thing? And that's just a, you know, I don't have an answer for that other than we have a God that we can trust. Um, but I think it's okay to wrestle with that because it's, I mean, it's reality. We, we struggle to realize that, um, you know, there is a greater purpose when we have to, when God has put us in a position that we have to wait. Because some <laughs> Well, so I like to think of, <laughs> my kids in certain situations mm-hmm. to help understand, uh, you know, uh, make an illustration, I guess. And I, th- last night we we're talking about our kids and, you know, my son would love to drive tomorrow, but he is <laughs> not ready. Mm. Right. He knows. And he'll joke, well, I've driven a go-kart. I know the gas pedal, <laughs> the brake pedal, <laughs> you know, the steering wheel, but I'm like, and he's like, I can totally, I can move us forward. I'm like, yes, but there's so much more to driving than just you and the pedals and the steering wheel. Mm. There's what's happening around you. There's what's coming at you from behind. There's what's ahead of you tapping into all of your senses to know, is there, you know, is there a red light coming? Is there a stop sign coming? Do you hear a siren? Are you watching for people who might cross the road? Are you picking up on congestion in front of you that you might have to slow down? There's so much more. You're not mm. ready. I need you to wait. And I know it's not a perfect illustration, you know, cause it's not necessarily for the glory of God that he's waiting, but it's for his best interest and for his safety right. and for him as his parent, we know our parents, we know that it's not time yet. And I'm trying to put that in context of my own life and the things that I want right now, you know, yeah. <laughs> or I don't understand. I followed this path and you're not there. Like, where are you? I thought this was going to end differently. Yeah. It, it comes down to expectations mm-hmm. so many times, what we expect of God and what we expect of others as well. And on page yeah. 44, the author talks about that. I had my own father to do for me what only Jesus, or I'd wanted my own father to do for me, what only Jesus can do to love me unconditionally. I may not find complete healing for my childhood wounds in this life, but the truth of God's love was my beginning of breaking free from the grip that held my heart hostage regarding my earthly father and my heavenly father. And we've talked about stuff like this before on the podcast, but the idea that we expect a lot out of our friends, our family, uh, we expect the best, we expect them to meet our needs. Mm -hmm. When they weren't built for that, Mm -hmm. they don't have that capability, only Jesus does. Yeah. And, And Mary and Martha learned that firsthand. Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> only God can meet those needs. Only, um, only God is the one that can um, be who we need in every single moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, 
God puts us in community with others and God gives us those relationships. Um, I mean, and that was part of his original plan, but the reality is any one of our given relationships can't be exactly what we need in every single moment of our life. God gives us certain people to meet those needs in those moments. But the reality is God is the only one that can meet that need. And I think when we look at this idea of waiting and asking God, when are you going to show up? Um, I, I think the truth is God is there. Mm-hmm. Even when we can't see him, even mm-hmm. when we can't f- see what he's doing, even when we question with, you know, God, when are you going to do something with this? Um, or when are you going to show up? The reality is God's presence is always there. It's just that sometimes he's quietly there. Mm-hmm. I love the illustration of seasons, like, like mm-hmm. so many people, you know, why that I have friends that live in the South and they say, why in the world would you stay in Indiana when you can move? <laughs> you can come to nicer weather in San Diego or Florida or wherever. And I say so many times, you know, the winter just drags on in the rainy spring days. But when we have those days that are just like Sunday was or Saturday when it's 80 degrees, it's sunny, like you really appreciate that. And so sometimes that waiting makes you appreciate more God. If he just gave it to us right when we wanted it, we're not going to appreciate you. That's just like your kids. Mm-hmm. Like you, you said, Danielle, if we, if we give them all the candy and, and whatever they want in that yes. moment, they're not going to appreciate when they have a big birthday party like my daughter did. And they celebrate going to Paris and putting on funny masks and all kinds of stuff. And, and now, <laughs> now, by the way, I'm not allowed to post pictures of my daughter on Facebook without her authorization. Oh, yes. We've come to that. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. Okay. I agree. Anyway. That's amazing. <laughs> Just a side note. Parents, yes. Make yeah. sure you, it's um, the waiting. <laughs> I'm just going to bring us back slightly, just a little bit. Um, That's a good idea. <laughs> but I, the other, I totally agree. Expectations are huge. And when we don't talk to people, especially the ones closest to us, whether it's in the work, you know, work life or the personal life, if we don't talk through those, um, it sets us up for failure and we will be hurt every mm. single time, especially if mm. the expectation is you're going to be everything to me all the time. Mm. Um, that's probably from a, as a, in a marriage, like that's probably the, the thing that I've learned the most in our, in our life together with Chris. Like, it's just like expectations is huge and not talking about what I expect out of him mm. or need, you know, I set him up for failure and then I get mad. And I know I'm doing the same thing to him, but I don't, you know, I don't think of that. I think the transformation needs to happen in him, not in me. <laughs> yes, you need to be transformed. <laughs> so much easier, you know? Yeah. Any last takeaways before we, we wrap up this week? Leah? I don't know. There's a lot in, a lot in it, but it's, I just, read the book. <laughs> Read the book and be at church on Sundays. We do have more copies. So Sunday, we're still going to be selling them, I think, right? Right, Danielle? Yes. Yes, we are. Um, But the reality is transformation is hard work. It's not something that we're going to step in and go, okay, we're going to step into this and in 24 hours, things are going to be completely different. Mm. Because Mm. a lot of times transformation is work on things that have been a certain way for a really long time. Right. And the reality is it didn't take overnight for those things to become the way that they are. Mm -hmm. Um, You've spent a lifetime looking at things a certain way, 
acting a certain way, engaging and believing certain things about God in a certain way. And so when that transformation has to happen, um, it's easy to get discouraged when it doesn't happen as quickly as you want it to happen. Um, so that's, you know, I guess that's my encouragement in that is to realize and to understand and to hold on to that hope that even when um, it seems like it's taking forever, um, God's still at work. That's real good. Yeah, it is. That's real good. I want to close with a quote that just, it's my favorite quote so far, page 42. Jesus might have thought, maybe in my lingering, they will come to want God's glory more than they want Lazarus to live. Perhaps my lingering will change the posture of their hearts to say, not my will, but your will be done. May his will be done today.